Welcome to Wannabe Clutter Free, formerly Wannabe Minimalist, the podcast for busy families who are tired of the chaos, fed up with being overwhelmed, and ready to enjoy life again. Each week, we talk about how to let go of the clutter so that you can focus on the things that actually matter. And it's not just physical clutter. We talk about the mental and emotional stuff too, because if it's holding you back, it's time to ditch it. I share what I've done in my own life to declutter, organize, and calm the chaos, but you won't just hear it from me. There are amazing guests too. It's practical, doable, and simple for those of us that want to be clutter-free. This podcast is supported by Active Skin Repair, a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. We've been using Active Skin Repair for a few months now, and I am seriously impressed. They use a molecule called hypochlorous acid, which is pretty much a superhero in skincare. It mimics your body's own immune response, helping to cleanse, soothe, and reduce inflammation to support the natural healing process. And let me tell you, it works for more than just scraped knees. Whether it's sunburns, rashes, or even more persistent issues like eczema or acne, Active Skin Repair has got you covered. The best part? It's totally safe and non-toxic. That means it's gentle enough for every skin type, from the little ones to grandma and everyone in between, making it the go-to for everyone in the family. I scraped my knuckle the other day while doing laundry, and my first thought was to grab the Active Skin Repair because one, it doesn't sting like other products, and two, I knew it would help me heal faster. So if you're looking for a natural, effective way to handle boo-boos, check out Active Skin Repair. And because you're a listener, you can get 20% off your order. Visit ActiveSkinRepair.com to learn more about Active Skin Repair and to get 20% off your order, use code CLUTTERFREE. Again, that's ActiveSkinRepair.com and use code CLUTTERFREE to get 20% off your order. This is the Wannabe Minimalist Show with Deanna Yates, episode number 41. On today's episode, we are talking to a mama who is just starting on her path toward minimalism and living with less stuff. If you have ever looked at minimalist blogs and felt overwhelmed or wondered where to start, well, stay tuned. Hey there, welcome back to the show. As always, I'm your host, Deanna Yates, creator of littlegreenbow.com and your resident wannabe minimalist. In today's episode, I am having a conversation with a new wannabe minimalist, Kelsey Sholin from delightofmind.com. It's a great episode, and I think so many of you are going to relate to Kelsey's story. You see, Kelsey is just starting out on her journey toward living with less. She is a stay-at-home mama to three boys and has recently discovered the importance of having a simplified home. In her words, and I quote, it's not easy. It takes a lot of time and we are emotionally attached to some of our possessions, but it has been so worth it to free up space and have less material items demanding our attention, end quote. Now, I know there are so many of you who want to live with less stuff. You crave space to breathe, relax, and unwind. Kelsey is in that place too, and she's doing something about it. And if she can, you can too. It's another great episode, and when you're finished listening, be sure to head over to littlegreenbow.com 41 to get the show notes for today's episode with links to follow along on Kelsey's journey and other tools to make your dreams of decluttering your home a reality. Don't forget, you can find it all at littlegreenbow.com forward slash the number 41. Okay, that's enough housekeeping. Let's get to our conversation. Hi, Kelsey. Welcome to the Wannabe Minimalist Show. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Of course. I'm super excited to chat with you today. Um, And I always like to start our shows off with other people's stories. So can you tell me a little bit about what led you to minimalism or maybe living a more simplified life with intention? 
Yes. So I actually just kind of fell into it by reading blog posts or seeing stuff on social media. And it really hit me that too much stuff affects my mood and my family's mood. And I really want a more inviting home. That's kind of what it all boils down to. And so I will tell you, I am a wannabe minimalist. I am not a minimalist. I have not arrived. <laughs> that is totally fine. That's why this show is called The Wannabe Minimalist, because no worries, I'm not perfect either. And it's definitely something to strive for. So, okay. <laughs> So you came at it more from a perspective of wanting your home to be inviting. Was that just so it would be easier if you wanted to invite people over to your home? What did an inviting home mean for you? So it does have to do with having people over and not always having to you think every time someone's coming over, if someone randomly dropped by, like my house is a disaster, not wanting to live there, <laughs> but oh, <yeah>. also... <laughs> Even though my family lives here, obviously, I wanted it to feel inviting for them. I didn't want a lot of clutter to affect how they felt in our home, hmm. which we still have a lot of stuff. <laughs> so they're going to listen to this and be like, what are you even talking about? We have so much. But like I said, it's a work in progress. Of course, of course. Well, and I think too, like you hit on a point where I, and I think a lot of my listeners are relating to what you're saying here because it can feel really, um, I remember when I first started out, it feels really heavy to call yourself yes. a minimalist or try to identify with something like minimalism. Because again, we all have this idea that minimalism means stark white walls and no things and very, you know, just the bare essentials. And you know what? That's not how I live my life either. And I want, again, I really do relate to your inviting, um, you know, space. And we spend a lot of time in Europe and they do just kind of focus on this very clean aesthetic. And that was really what I wanted for my home. Something that just, yes, it's still cozy. It's not cold. My husband hates cold. So I get that. But yes, when you first start out, you do feel almost embarrassed a little bit by saying, oh, I'm, I'm trying to be a minimalist, but I'm a work in progress. And it's totally fine. Like we all have to start somewhere and all of our journeys are different. And so, you know, uh, kudos. I'm super excited that that you're kind of in that place because there's so many people that are in that place. So, yes, I don't know. And it, I hope that's encouraging. <laughs> it is. And it can be a really big job to start getting rid of things. So I have started, but have a long way to go. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Well, no, so I'm really excited to kind of dive into that a little bit. What are the rooms that you're starting in? What are some of your, what was kind of the first room you wanted to declutter? It is probably just stuff that we had in storage and um, boxes of things that I hadn't even looked at in several years. And it hit me, why do I keep this stuff if I don't even really know what's in these boxes? And if I don't care to have what's in there, if I haven't opened that box in several years obviously I don't need what's in there so and it actually kind of started after last Christmas when I was taking down Christmas decorations and I had just kind of stacked 
decorations upon decorations in all of these boxes that I was just the stuff at the bottom I didn't really want anymore and year after year is like yeah I don't really want that stuff but you know I'm just gonna keep it here and so that was kind of my start was after Christmas just initially getting rid of decorations that I'd never used never had an intention of using them again and then that kind of helped me start weeding through some other stuff that we had in storage. Oh, gosh, I love that. Because again, it is, it's those things that you use once a year, you know, mm-hmm. and you have a sentimental attachment to those. So those are actually really hard things to start with. But yes, by starting by the things and realizing, look, I put out a whole house worth of decorated Christmas stuff that I loved. And I've got all this stuff sitting over here still. Exactly. I'm ca- I think I'd be okay if I didn't have this stuff. Right. And it seems like such a small concept or such a small decision to make, but it really can be that domino. So that is fantastic. Awesome. Well, thanks for sharing that. And I actually counted how many things I got rid of. <laughs> how many? It, it was like 50 some. And that was even like, you know, little ornaments. So that stuff doesn't take up much space, but it was just crazy to me to think I had over 50 things that I could get rid of just out of my Christmas decorations. So that kind of helped me with a project I did recently that I'll tell you more about. Very cool. All right. Well, let's start diving in then to kind of some of those other things that we had thought about talking about. And one was your idea around mindsets. And you have mm-hmm. a post that discusses um, the idea. I think it, the way you put it is half is greater than zero. So yes. go ahead and tell us more about that. What does that even mean? Yes. So that post in particular is about housework, but it totally applies to a journey to minimalism also. Half is greater than zero is taking a big task, usually something that you maybe don't want to do or you're intimidated by, and being okay with starting it, but not necessarily completing it all at once. Hmm. So that is something that I struggle with. So like, if you're thinking of housework, so we have a family of five. If I, you know, even to take one day off of like, I'm not going to do laundry or dishes or pick up toys today it can turn into a big disaster fast. And I'm not gonna say that I've never done that or taken like a day or two off of not doing it. So after a couple days, I'll look at my house and be like, wow, this is, there's so much going on here. I get easily overwhelmed. So not everybody does. So this mindset really doesn't apply to everybody. But if you get easily overwhelmed, it's better and I had to, And it's interesting that it took me like over 30 years to realize this about myself. But I had to realize that I I could break it down into smaller pieces, a big project. So let's say I needed to fold laundry. I knew my baby was going to be waking up, you know, 10 minutes or so. But I could still get 10 minutes worth of laundry done and get, you know, maybe half the laundry folded. And that was better than me saying, oh, I can't get all of the laundry folded in 10 minutes, so I'm just not gonna start. So Mm -hmm. that was kind of, that's the basis of what this means. The goal is always to finish what you start. So this is not an excuse to not finish something you start. This is a motivation to start. 
So if you get the motivation to start and you can finish it, then great. But if you can't finish, half is always greater than zero. Oh, I love that. Well, and it's interesting because as you say, okay, so it's taking you a while to learn some of the stuff. It takes all of us a long time, unfortunately, to learn things. And usually it's through trial and error and seeing if something works or doesn't. But mm-hmm. I am a starter, so I don't have a hard time starting something, but I have a hard time finishing something. So there are definitely people upon every spectrum. And so I really mm-hmm. have to focus on like, okay, I started, now I've got to finish. And so that was one of the reasons I was excited to kind of talk to you about this concept because it's harder for me to talk with that kind of a knowledge of like, I just start everything and then I have a hard time wrapping it all up. Whereas, you know, so it's hard to me for me to speak to my listeners that have a hard time starting. So I'm super excited for you um, to share this concept. So why do you feel that it's so important though? Like, is there, I don't know, let's just go with that. Why do you feel this is so important? I'm Margaret. And I'm Amy. And together we host the podcast, What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood. Margaret, I would say you're sort of a where are my keys kind of mom. Correct. Sometimes a where are my kids kind of mom. (laughs) Well, you're, Amy, more of a we were supposed to leave 35 seconds ago, mom. I mean, touche. In each episode of What Fresh Hell, we come at a topic from our usually completely opposite perspectives. I bring the research. And I bring kind of the gimlet eye. Like, is that research really going to work, people? And almost 10 million downloads later, we're still laughing. We also talk to experts in the parenting field, plus parents with stories we can all learn from. We make each other laugh, we challenge each other's assumptions, and we have what we think is the best parenting community on the internet. Check out What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood wherever you listen to podcasts. Feel like you're the martyr in your family? You're not alone. Hey, this is Joanne. And Brie. And we're from the No Guilt Mom podcast. Brie, we talk to a lot of moms. Yeah, we sure do. And if you're a mom who has a to-do list that is so massive that you get overwhelmed and you shut down. Or if you fall into the habit of doing everything for everyone and don't know how to change it, we can help you become a no guilt mom. We're going to take you from family martyr to family model. That's role model so that you role model the behavior that you want to see out of your kids. You're going to go from being tired and overwhelmed to energized and guilt free. Every week, you'll get actionable strategies that you can implement right away from the experts that we interview and from us. We also have a whole lot of fun. So check out the No Guilt Mom podcast everywhere you listen to your favorite shows. Well, it's important because if you don't start somewhere, you don't go anywhere. So that was kind of where I would get stuck sometimes. Like, ah, I just, I maybe I don't have the energy or the time or I know my kids are going to interrupt me. So I just don't even want to start washing the dishes because I'm going to have to stop in the middle. And so, yeah, it's just, it's important to start because if you don't start, you're not, you're not going to make it to the end, no matter what. I do have a specific example of this helping me towards my road to minimalism. So just a couple weeks ago, our neighborhood did a garage sale. That was kind of my, my initial motivation was, oh, okay, well, since it's the neighborhood garage sale, there's going to be a lot of traffic coming in, you know, that's kind of the whole point. 
so then I looked at my boxes of things in storage and <laughs> said, okay, I'm just going to start here. Once I kind of started going through stuff, I realized I have so much more stuff that I could put in this garage sale. <laughs> and it, it overwhelmed me. And I don't even want to tell you how many times I thought, you know what? I'm just not going to have a garage sale. <laughs> because, ah. Yeah, I know. Right. Isn't that that's bad. But I thought, you know, uh, I can't get rid of everything. So why am I even doing this? But, and I even had that conversation with my husband <laughs> and I'm like, ah. but then talking through it with him, I said, you know what, it's going to be worth it no matter what, because even if we only sell a few things, even if we have to donate a lot of it, that's still stuff that we didn't need that we're getting rid of, even though it doesn't mean we have a completely cleaned out garage or completely cleaned out storage area. I didn't go through every single one of my kids' toys, which that was kind of my thought when I initially mm -hmm. talked to him about it was, yeah, let's just get rid of so much stuff. And then the reality sank in of, hey, we do have three children. He works full time. I mean, it just wasn't going to be realistic. Right. There's so only so then, much time in the day. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. I had to learn from my own you know, advice, I guess, was half, even just getting rid of half of the stuff that we don't need is so much better than keeping that stuff and still having that stuff that you have to go through at some point and get rid of it. It was good to be able to do that a few weeks ago. So this is, you might find this funny, but I mean, you can barely tell that we had a garage <laughs> sale. And then I took a, a couple boxes of stuff to donate. I mean, if you walked in our house, you'd be like, wow, you guys still have a lot of stuff. So I need to do several more garage sales, but this one kind of helped kickstart me into, you know, I at least that was my first garage sale ever in my entire life at the age of 33. I know. Oh my gosh. I have a super shocked look on my face right now. You ah! do. <laughs> I love garage sales. Oh my and gosh. It was, it was a lot of fun and it was way more enjoyable than I thought. Cause usually I would just donate stuff or sometimes consign it. Or, um, there's like clothing stores nearby that will buy your clothes and they buy it outright. So you just walk away with some cash, but so I've never gone the garage sale route, but you know what? I feel excited to do another one. <laughs> <laughs> the first domino. Okay, I have a couple yeah. follow-up questions. Okay. Um, first off, how did how did you do on the garage sale? You know, it was so hot. Oh, oh my goodness, middle yeah. of July. Yeah. Tough, tough time. <laughs> so of year. hot, but we did well. I mean, like you know, made a couple hundred bucks off of our stuff. So awesome. that yeah, it was good. And then got to donate some stuff too, and. Yeah, it was good. Overall Amazing. good. Fantastic. Yeah. Second question, do you consider yourself a perfectionist? No. Oh, good. Okay. <laughs> Type okay. B personality here. Got it. Perfect. <laughs> well, because I wondered if that was like a good motivation. Like if you considered yourself a perfectionist, maybe this half is better than zero was good because I think a perfectionist would have a really hard time 
starting something they know they weren't going to be able to finish or Mm -hmm. like you were saying, I couldn't get through all of my stuff. Like I couldn't get through all of it. So I just wasn't sure I even wanted to have the garage sale. So I was just curious. Well, and I think I do have some of that perfectionism in me. I wouldn't say I'm overall a perfectionist, but there are certain things. Yes. If I can't do it really well, I just kind of don't want to do it. So yeah. Just a little bit then. Just a little yes, bit. Yes. But with three kids, you kind of have, you've learned to just kind of let that oh. go like that. <laughs> yes. With the addition of each kid, things have to change. <laughs> well, I can only imagine. So let's say, because I'm sure a ton of people listening to this are relating to everything you just said. So how would somebody get started in shifting maybe that negative mindset of I've got to get this finished or is it's just not even worth starting? So how would you say people should get started? So you have to start by being okay with making progress, even if that doesn't mean completion. Like you said, it's a mindset. So it starts up in your head saying, okay, I can start this and not complete it. And that if you're becoming a minimalist, you really have to be okay with not, (laughs) unless you have so few things like, oh, in one hour, I can get rid of everything I don't need. Like, well, that's great. That's not the reality for a lot of people. So you just have to be okay with it happening in baby steps. So if you want to break it down into three things or three, um, steps, you just first identify what it is. Okay. I want to be a minimalist or be more, more of a minimalist and then start by doing something today, even if it's small and then do something else tomorrow and the next day or plan it out. If it's not, you know, day after day, say every Tuesday, I'm going to take out one box from my storage area and clean it out, get rid of stuff if I'm not, if I don't want it or put to use what's in there. Um, And then just keep that on your schedule until the task is complete. Now, if you're a minimalist, I suppose you are always maybe looking for things (laughs) that you're not using or that you would like to get rid of this so that you can bring in something new or, um, so I don't know that the job is necessarily always complete, but if you can look at maybe a room and say, okay, well that room, I feel happy with how it is right now. Mm -hmm. Then that can be kind of your completion of that task. Yeah, it's great. And I, I do love that idea of kind of breaking it down into the three steps. And I tell people, you really have to start with, if you are going to go room by room, which I think is fantastic, almost putting out the emotions you want to feel when you're in that room, Mm -hmm. you know, so let's say, you know, you're working on your living room. You want it to be inviting and relaxing and a place where the family gathers, you know? And so when you walk into the space, is that how you feel or is there something you can do to make it move closer to that end goal? Because again, our tastes will change. Styles will Mm -hmm. change. Kids will grow up. Things are going to constantly be evolving. But if you can come up with like that core of what emotion do I want to feel? I think that kind of helps set that end goal when we know that maybe it's never going to be 100% done. Yeah. 
No, that's great. Yeah. Well, thanks. <laughs> okay. So the other thing I want to talk about is that you are a stay-at-home mom to three boys. Yes. So what in the world is a difficult day like for you? And I can imagine minimalism <laughs> will help you with some of this. Oh my goodness. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Well, our day usually starts at about six or sometimes before. Yeah. And it is constant activity until about 7.30 p.m. when my husband and I put them to bed. So, I mean, it is just lots of energy, lots of noise, lots of messes, lots of playing, lots of eating. And, um, yes, <laughs> I, we don't have a really strict schedule. I mean, we do kind of follow up a rather loose schedule, but... Um, yeah, I if when I say that lots of energy, they are just very high energy. They're six, three, and one are oh their boy, ages. It's probably an understatement. Like <laughs> lots of energy is probably an understatement. I'm not sure what I could say to have more energy, but I can yep. just imagine. And I am at my um. Oh, I don't know. I guess before I had kids, <laughs> I'm I'm have never been a high energy. Like I'm pretty calm. You know, I just, I don't need a lot of excitement going around me to be content. <laughs> yeah. So it's funny. I mean, when I told you earlier, with each additional child that has, you know, come into our family, I've had to change. And as their ages are changing too, I, it's just a lot of change. But yeah. it's fun. Oh, <laughs> it's I can exhausting. imagine. <laughs> I can imagine it is all of those things. But the good yes. news is you can be that calming force in their life because we all need the balance. And, yes. you know, so I've always found that to be true, too. Like, I generally tend to be more high energy than my husband. I'm, you know, I'm an extrovert and he's the introvert. And I, I even said to him this morning, he was trying to get our daughter to turn on. She's in a virtual Girl Scout camp, and she refuses to turn her video on. Oh, hey, everybody. It's us, Blair and Molly, your old pals from Toddler Purgatory, two moms who are also actors, who are also creative beings, who sometimes feel stuck. And now we're back with a whole new podcast about unsticking it, launching in January. What happens when life gets in the way of our creativity instead of nourishing it? We talk to all sorts of guests about how to break through the mucky, gluey, sticky wall that can get between you and your creativity. We hear about their journeys, their successes, their challenges, and even their bougie coffee shop orders. So join us, won't you, as we deep dive into how to unstick ourselves from the life gunk that can get in the way of our creative freedom. Get out of there, life gunk. Let us help you get back to your best creative self. Look for Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. Wherever you listen to podcasts starting in January, Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. Because sometimes life sucks. If you're a parent, I invite you to join us at the Mindful Mama podcast, where it's all about becoming a less irritable, more joyful parent. With sometimes hilarious and always thought-provoking experts and friends, at Mindful Mama, we know that you cannot give what you do not have. And when you have calm and peace within, then you can give it to your children. I'm Hunter Clark-Fields, and I can't wait to see you there. Listen in to the Mindful Mama podcast. Okay. She will not turn it on. It's the fourth day of the camp. So he's 
he's like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to try to get her turned on today. And I was like, it's okay, babe, you've got our number. Like he can talk to us in a way that I, you know, because I, she's just like me, she's my mini me. And so you need that. You need the mm-hmm. the plus and the minus. So you can be that calming force in their life. And I'm sure it will go very yeah. well. Yeah. So, so on occasion, they will like calm down and come sit on my lap and I'll, you know, wrap them up in a blanket. And for a moment, it's like, okay, I'm <laughs> with my mom relaxing, but now I'm ready to go play again. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. I got my little fill. I'm good. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Do you talk to your kids about living intentionally or is this something you're you're helping them work through? Yeah, so when it comes to material things, we my husband and I really are intentional ten, intentional about teaching them to be thankful and content with what they already have. So, of course there's always going to be things they see that they want or even just dream up in their head. Oh, hey, you know, I'd really like this, but or when we go to the store, which we used to go into stores, now we don't so much. <laughs> um, we do a lot of grocery pickup, which I would probably do even not during a pandemic, honestly. It's a lot easier to drive up and have <laughs> have someone put the groceries in your trunk that you've already, you know, ordered. But on, you know, we will go into a store sometimes still, but you know, so maybe not so much the one-year-old, but the older to see a bunch of stuff that they want. And it's always a conversation of, well, if that's something you really want, then we can put it on your list for your birthday or Christmas, but we don't make big purchases outside of those special occasions. And we do talk about, like I said, being thankful with what you have. So we'll talk through, okay, these are the toys that you have here's how we can play with them. Or, I mean, we have a yard with a swing set and I mean, just encouraging them to, (laughs) encouraging them to utilize what we have. And it also teaches patients that it's not an instant gratification. Hey mommy, I want that. I don't give in Mm -hmm. and say, okay, it's all right. Well, your birthday's coming up in two months. So if you still want that around your birthday, then that's maybe something you can get as a gift. So they, especially our oldest who's six, he has learned the patience game and he does pretty well with it. I mean, he kind of already knows like, Hey, if I ask them for this, they're going to say, wait for your birthday or Christmas. (laughs) So when it comes to materials, yeah, that's really what, what we practice. Oh, that's fantastic. We do a lot of that too. And rarely do we ever buy anything in the store when it's not a a birthday or anything. And we've taken to taking a picture of her with it. Oh, okay. (laughs) If we're out, I'll be like, all right, hold it up. That's what you want for your birthday. Because I forget. She doesn't forget. But then she'll be like, mommy, remember that thing we saw in Target like three months ago? And I'm like, nope, sure don't. (laughs) So we'll take a picture of it. And and it works out really well. Plus it also gives her something. It's like a digital thing, but it gives her like the, okay, mommy's not going to forget this thing that I really wanted. And I think it helps her kind of move past it at the store. Very good, mom. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we used to spend a lot of time. We lived in Chicago and we had really no outside space. So like if, like when it was freezing cold outside and we just had to get out of the house, sometimes we would just walk up and down the aisles at Target. (laughs) Yeah. And she'd spend some time just kind of like looking at all the toys and we'd never walk out with buying anything, 
but we'd take pictures. <laughs> well, that's hard too. I mean, if yeah. when they just see so much stuff around yeah. them, not that's, yeah. that's really good for you that you ended up not buying anything. I mean, <laughs> good My, job, mom. I've always been kind of the you don't need it. So yep. anyway, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> but okay, so you are in Kansas. We talked about this a little bit before we started. And what are your plans for school in the fall? Because we are recording this in the summer of 2020. Coronavirus is all around us still and schools are up in the air. So I think a lot of people are interested, particularly right now in what's going on with everyone else. So what are schools going to be like for you? So our school district delayed the start of school by two weeks. So Mm. um, we're starting at the end of August and they are doing what they call a hybrid model where the students will go to in-person classes at the school building two days a week and then do virtually um, homeschooling the other three days. And half the students will go Monday, Tuesday, the schools will be cleaned on Wednesday, and then the other half go Thursday, Friday. So um, unless our governor makes some kind of big change and we're not able to do that, that is what our district has decided. Well, it should be interesting to see how it goes. Yes. Um, yeah. And I guess I should say we do have the option to of committing to a semester of just virtual school. Ah. So if you don't want to send your kids the two days a week, you have that option. But you, it's a reevaluate at semester. So you can't mm. halfway through the semester be like, oh, my kids really want to go. And we did talk to our kids if about whether they wanted to go back or not mm-hmm. because – based off of the end of last school year, especially our six-year-old knows exactly what it means to have, um, to do homeschooling virtually through the public school. And he said, no, I would really like to go if I can. And so, uh, and then our three-year-old, he'll be in preschool. We didn't so much talk to him about it, but he has been talking about preschool for the last year and just so excited to go. So, I mean, I think it's the best for him to send him in at least see how he does. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I wish you the best of luck. I know it's different all over and it's such, it's such a hard choice for parents. And I just, honestly, any choice that parents make, you know, I think we just need to be supportive of each other. And so I wish you guys the best of luck and I hope it all works out for you as you are hoping it to work out. So. Yes. Thank you. Gosh. This has been fantastic. I'm super excited about releasing this podcast because I think it's really nice. I've had a lot of people that are further on their minimalism journey than I am, I think, on the show. And a lot of people that or a couple of people that just don't even relate to the word minimalist, but they like mm-hmm. simple living or intentional living. And, you know, I love that you have said, you know, you're just kind of starting the journey. You're not very far in, but I think it's just fantastic to have the whole gambit. And I, I hope that you understand that you are an inspiration to people listening to this show. So I just, I know sometimes it's hard for us to feel that way. And I hope that you, you do understand that people are going to really relate to your story and get a lot out of this. So. Oh, well, thank you. It is, it is hard because I feel like, like I've said several times, I have a long way to go, but there are probably lots of people in my shoes. Yeah. Okay, perfect. So 
This might sound a little choppy. We had some technical difficulties. Hopefully it's all great, but I know that people will be relating with your story. So where can people find you? Okay. So my blog is at delightofmine.com and I am a relatively new blogger. So there's not a whole lot of content on there just yet. Um, I do have a Facebook page. <laughs> However, it's not very active. I mean, I've posted one time saying, Hey, this is me, <laughs> but maybe if I have some people join, you know, it could be a really happening group. So, um, you can find me, my Facebook page or group is called delight of mine. Also delight D E L I G H D of mine M I N E. So yeah, look me up on Facebook and if I have one person join, cause it's just me right now, <laughs> I don't love social media, but I do know that's part of being in the online space is, you, you know, you kind of have to do that. So that would give me a really good kickstart if I had a couple of people hop on my Facebook page and <laughs> sure. maybe we could start something fun. There you go. Absolutely. <laughs> Hold each other accountable. Hold, you know, start an accountability group of, you know, Cleaning out your house. I think that would be pretty awesome. There you go. Okay. So very cool. So Facebook and the website, make sure you check out Kelsey guys. And I always love to end each interview with three rapid fire questions. So the first one is what has been your favorite simple pleasure this week? So it was my husband's birthday this week. So that was fun. Um, it was very simple. I mean, we didn't do anything extravagant. I asked him to pick out a meal he would like for me to make. Um, so I made him dinner that night and he's not a real big cake guy. So he loves oatmeal chocolate chip cookies. So um, made him those and the kids and I went into a store actually and picked up a few things. <laughs> um, they picked out some new fishing gear for him. So that was really Aww. fun to get to do that with them and then them give him the gifts that they bought him. So. Oh, that's really sweet. Yes. I love that. And then what is the best advice about minimalism or living intentionally that you've ever received? Um, I'm going to say it's, it's super simple. Clutter causes chaos. Oh, Enough I said. Totally agree. <laughs> I love it. Boom. Drop the mic. Awesome. Um, great. Well, we can't end there because I have a third question. Um, but what is making you happy right now or in this season of life? So my kids are really having a blast this summer and with way less screen time than I thought that they would want. So they have just, they've been getting along pretty well lately. I mean, they're kids, they're still going to fight, but they've just been having a lot of fun together, playing outside, pretending that they're camping or fishing, you know, making little pretend campfires inside and um, they get dirty and wet outside. They turn on the hose. They make so many messes, but they are so happy. And so that makes me happy. It helps me not be quite so frustrated to, you know, clean up their messes. Oh, I love that. That just put a smile on my face. I love the summer carefree outside kind yes. of just helps. It does really kind of help take the edge off of kind of a stressful time right now in our yes. lives. So 
Absolutely. So great. Well, Kelsey, honestly, this has been wonderful. Thank you so much for just being open and honest and willing to share your journey because like I said before, it really is more inspiring than you know, because we all started somewhere. We all have started from that place. And so just thank you so much for joining me today. Well, thank you for inviting me to come talk about this. I loved it. Thank you so much. You're welcome. All right. Well, have a lovely day. You too. So what did you think? Were you able to relate to Kelsey's story? I love that Kelsey is diving in and just making this happen. While I am a starter and have no problem jumping in with both feet, Kelsey shows us that even if that is not a natural reaction for you, by just starting, no matter how big or small the project, it's better to accomplish something rather than nothing. Just imagine getting half of your bookshelf cleared off, or one kitchen drawer cleared out, or maybe just one storage bin a week. Get through it and sort it. These small endeavors over time will add up to a whole lot less stuff in a much clearer and calmer mind. And one more thing, I am so proud of Kelsey for taking this on. She's calling herself a wannabe minimalist, and you can too. There is no need to be embarrassed or ashamed for wanting to live an awesome life on your terms. So let's embrace it and tell it like it is. We want to live with intention and we are wannabe minimalists. Thanks again to Kelsey for being a guest on the Wannabe Minimalist Show and for sharing her journey with us. And remember, next time when you are thinking of blowing off a task just because you don't think you can finish it or get it done perfectly, half is greater than zero. That just about wraps it up for today's episode. Don't forget you can get all of the information we chatted about today, including links to Kelsey's website at littlegreenbow.com 41. Once again, get all of the show notes and links for everything we talked about today on my website at littlegreenbow.com forward slash the number 41. Before I go, I just want to say thank you for listening to this podcast. I know we are all super busy these days, and it means the world to me that you choose to spend some of your time with me. And I would love to hear from you. Let me know what you enjoyed most from this show, and if you had any big takeaways. Feel free to tag me on your Instagram stories so that I can see what you liked the most. You can also subscribe to be notified of new episodes wherever you prefer to listen to podcasts. And of course, feel free to leave me a review if you've enjoyed the show so more people can find us and enjoy the benefits of a minimalist lifestyle too. You can also join the conversation in my free private wannabe minimalist group on Facebook. Come on over, introduce yourself and share your thoughts. I'm so excited to hear from you and help encourage you on your journey toward less stuff, more happiness, and an awesome life that you and your family deserve. And next week, be sure to join me when I'll be talking about how to finish what you start. Kelsey inspired me with this show because completing things I start has been a struggle for me in the past, and I want to share with you all of the tips, the tricks, the hacks, and things that I have learned to overcome this hurdle. If you struggle to see things through to the end, then make sure you join us next week. I'll see you then. Are you overwhelmed by the things that get in the way of you doing what you want to do? Are you looking for ways to simplify life to better align with your values? Do you want to create space in your schedule so you have room for more of the good stuff? Play, joy, relationships, gratitude, and more? If you answered yes to any of these questions, I invite you to check out Edit Your Life, a podcast to help you edit the unnecessary from your life so you have more room to enjoy the awesome. 
Through episodes with me, Christine Coe, and a range of super smart, compassionate, and thoughtful guests, you'll come away with big picture insights and practical ways to declutter your home, schedule, and mental space without getting bogged down by perfection. I have always believed that small moments and actions matter tremendously. My goal is to help you find agency and space in your life through doable baby steps that will leave you feeling accomplished instead of overwhelmed. Check out Edit Your Life wherever you enjoy your podcasts.